Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 138 of the Frame Skip Podcast. I'm Austin Eller, joining you once again after the um, great time that was the episode where I was gone, heard everything you guys said for the first five minutes, but here I am, yeah. I'm back. <laughs> <laughs> that was that was some clutch QC you were doing on the fly. Thank you for that. No, Absolutely. I got to be honest, I left and I was like, do I really trust Seth? <laughs> <laughs> Listen, that was a that was an unforeseen circumstance That's right. that we didn't we didn't account for that when you sent the template that all your devices were going to be copied instead of mine. I hadn't thought about that. So to be fair, it's yep. it's kind of my fault. So um, <laughs> anyway, yeah, it's your fault, man. <laughs> Yeah, That's, did you guys, did you guys, wait, hold, you guys see that movie Bad Boys too? Yeah, can't say I have. I love can't all the Bad Boys movies, dude. All, all the all the money of this one drug dealer was in like this rundown house and is being eaten by rats before he could like spend it and like get it uh, get it cleaned and whatnot. And so he pulls out a giant gun the size of his arm and shoots a rat on top of his money, and he just goes like, "Look, this is a stupid fucking problem to have, but it is a problem." <laughs> <laughs> And uh, that feels like our show. It's a stupid fucking problem to have, but it's our problem. I like like that the first 10 minutes weren't awesome, and then Austin chimed in, and then I think that is some of our best work yet after we rebooted. (laughs) I think we just need 10 minutes of bad podcast to get to the good shit. It was excellent, but that was several weeks ago. We're on episode 138, so joining me on this show is, of course, Seth's Lake House. How's it going? How do you guys feel about the third movie in the bad boys franchise being called bad boys for life. Instead <laughs> <laughs> of bad boys, three life. <laughs> and they're making bad boys Four next year. <laughs> yeah. Fuck are they going to call it now? Yeah. <laughs> they had, they had the perfect name for bad boys Four, and they blew it. I mean, Seth, I hate to say it. Uh, this is a stupid fucking problem to have, <laughs> but it is a problem. You know, knowing, <laughs> Knowing modern cinema, they're going to name it Bad Boys, but the A in, in bad is going to be the four. That's probably what it's going to be. I don't think that's modern cinema. I think that's 2010 cinema. And I'll explain why once we get into what we've been doing lately. Okay. <laughs> Let's explain why I feel that way. And uh, George, that voice you hear there, George from Shortbox Summary. What's up, George? Good to have you on. Good to be back. I am home in Maine. I went to Vegas for the weekend. I am... I'm very tired. I'm going to make a prediction right now for Mr. George on short box summary. Yeah. You don't own a single fucking short box. You have all long boxes, don't you? I have one long box and like Fuck. 35 short boxes. <laughs> all right. That's fair. <laughs> oh, I bought I, one well, long box at the beginning and then I filled it up. I was like, this is fucking great. I can fit so many comics in here. And in high school, I like. Guys, I got a confession to make. I wasn't the coolest, most fit person in high school. I was fuck off. I was state. I was state champion in tennis. Wow, that's that's nice. Yeah, you need a slender body to be good in tennis. And also, I was a state champion in show choir. So I filled up one long box full of comics, and then I had to move it. I was like, "Wow, this sucks." Not doing that again. So then, after that, I was all short boxes. But then, but then you have to make just as you have to make twice as many trips with the short boxes. Yeah, but I'm making twice as many. Twice as many trips, twice as many trips with half as much weight. 
equals out, man. <laughs> I mean, yeah, t- I mean, technically, sure. But like when you're actually doing it, you're like, wow, this is it's so much easier to lift 35 pounds than 70 pounds. <laughs> like, yeah, dude, books in general, bricks. not just comic books, but like just books in general are some of the heaviest freaking things when you're moving. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And w- listen, I, my one of my best friends, in the entire world, Watson, his wife, Vicky, loves books. She collects books and I make fun of her all the time for I'm like, hey. You don't need all those books because every time we move you guys, it's a pain in the ass. It's like 4,000 pounds. She's building an entire library, all right, in, 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 in their new house. And I just want to go on record and say, hey, fuck you, Vicky. And how about you we just burn those books, get a Kindle, grow up. You know, that's what I'm, that's what I'm saying. No, grow no. up. Get a no, Kindle. No, that's fucking bad mentality. No. Here's no the, yeah. Here's the problem. Right, you're telling me you're not, you're not reading Marvel Unlimited, George? How about you take a back seat? <laughs> oh, okay. It's gonna be one of those. It's gonna be one of those episodes. Or, <laughs> or, or you could be like me and have a Kindle, but then still buy like physical and digital, depending on what it is. So you could just yeah. be that problematic. Burn the books. You heard it here first, guys. Austin, <laughs> extremely problematic. Seth, <laughs> extremely into burning books. George. Seth? Super tired. That that's basically all of us in a nutshell. <laughs> Seth um read a little too far into Fahrenheit four fifty one, I think. Like just a little too much. I no, actually to... he didn't read far enough because burning books was pretty cool in the beginning of the, of the book. And then by the end they're like, Maybe we shouldn't do this. <laughs> it's so funny you bring that up because I just heard about Fahrenheit four fifty one recently, and then I went on like a twenty minute rabbit hole, like like an explanation about this, because I thought like the concept was so interesting. And then this whole second half was about how terrible the book was. <laughs> how people <laughs> fucking hate it. And I'm like, oh, okay. I mean, I guess I know the plot now already, so whatever. No, I mean, it's a pretty good book. There actually, I don't think it's there's good. been a very good movie. There was that one from the 70s by that French guy. I want to say is Francois Truffaut. Part of the French That sounds um, fake. New Wave. No, it was real. Um... I was, an, I was a literature and a film major, so I'm like 99.9% sure that's true. And then there was that Michael B. Jordan movie that came out a couple years ago, which uh, I don't think was very good, despite how much I love Michael B. Jordan. I'll be honest. When I heard the term Fahrenheit 451, I thought it was a firefighter movie. And it is. that's Close as enough. far as it goes. Well, like, not really, though, right? Like, doesn't he? That, I mean, he's kind of like in charge of. Like, like firefighters generally like fight the fires. Isn't he like kind of like in charge? They're like a special task force meant to go around burning books. Yeah, but that's the point. It's a dystopia where they are the firefighters. Firefighters no longer put out fires. They start fires of books. They suppress independent knowledge and thought. They start the fights, not in. Yeah, no, they're Batman. Yeah. Oh my god! <laughs> wait, wait, no, that, that's the opposite of Batman. Um, they're they're Lex Luthor. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> short box summary ladies and gentlemen speaking, speaking of short box summary there's a man who hosts it his name is george george what have you been up to over the past several weeks man i went to vegas i went to when we were young that like pop punk music festival oh. it was fucking excellent i lost my voice not at the concert but the night before when there was emo night at a bowling alley with <laughs> 
thousands of other people. Newfound Glory showed up. They DJed the night, basically, where they just played their favorite emo songs. And it was me, my buddy Colin, and at least 2,000 other people screaming every word to My Chemical Romance, Newfound Glory, Michelle Branch, whatever. Whatever shit came out in 2005, 2004, 2003. I was the most sore I'd ever been. And then I stood up for like 19 hours the next day at the festival. I saw Yellow Card, Sum 41, um, Blink-182, Offspring. I didn't see Michelle Branch. That is my one regret of the weekend. But besides that, uh, Simple Plan, it was it was so much fun. And on that trip, I played so much Super Mario Wonder because I very specific. I ordered it from Best Buy because with Switch specifically, I like having physical copies. Ordered it from Best Buy. Wasn't going to get here before my trip. So I left early to go to Walmart, bought a physical copy of Super Mario Wonder so I could return the Best Buy copy and get my money back. Uh and I just played Super Mario Wonder on the plane while watching college football. Turns out flying now is fucking awesome because you just get direct TV on JetBlue. So I watched the Islanders Devils game. I watched a bunch of college football, watched some preseason basketball, and I was just turning into an elephant and doing wicked cool shit in Super Mario and having a blast. That game is really fun. Austin, you've played a little bit of Super Mario Wonder, right? Yeah, not not probably as much as you are i guess how far are you as far as how many worlds do you think you've done i think i'm on world four or five okay yeah you're much further than me then i think we've done we've definitely done the first world we're probably maybe we did the second world i think we've done the first two worlds um andy and i have been playing it kind of together the whole time so but yeah do you have do you have any interest in this game seth george when i tell you no no just say no i mean it with the most absolute period after the word i can possibly imagine okay seth just no Seth just got a super period seth just got his ellipses (laughs) all right so i gotta can i ask a couple follow-up questions wait can i first off Okay, yeah, go ahead, go ahead. No, 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 no. no, 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 I I want you to go. I want you to go. Because you moved on very quick, but I wanted to ask you, since you went to this while we were young concert, which is a big deal, like people people were talking about this all over the place. Are you aware of the last stand media controversy with that that broke the community in half about the the concert? And it it goes on today. This was a big deal. What? No, uh, I'm going to say I don't so, listen to that shit. I, I'm not saying that because it's Colin. I'm saying I don't listen to games podcast because I don't okay. care. <laughs> well, this is this is, <laughs> that's, this what is I mean. a, it, that's what I mean when I say I don't listen to that shit. Sorry. So listen, it, it, it was it has nothing to do with, with video games. It has nothing to do with. But well, I mean, he's he's the one that, that, that said it, sure. but they agreed with him on the podcast that it's rude to yell the lyrics and sing along at a concert. And I got to say. I don't agree with him and but but I'm finding myself a minority in this. I, I don't like live music. I, I I went to a bunch of live music with my ex-girlfriend because she loved it. And so I saw like Three Days Grace and Breaking Benjamin and um, all kinds of stuff. Good Charlotte, right? We just learned a lot about when you were young. Look at that. Yeah. Right. Hey, yeah. but at every single one of those concerts I went to, people were always singing along, screaming. It was like kind of like the vibe. Where do you fall on the argument of is it rude or not to scream and sing along the lyrics at a concert? I feel like it's it's, it's part of the experience. I think you need to do it. What what pisses me off at concerts is how frequently the band holds the microphone to the crowd to sing. 
Because I'm like, no, actually, I didn't pay to hear 8,000 stoned, drunk people who were acting like teenagers for the weekend. I'm not bashing them. That's why I went, too. Um, I think the band that did it best was Sum 41, because so many of their lyrics repeat. So they would oh, sing it first, I? and then what's supposed to be the echo, then they would hold the mic up to the phone, uh, to the to the crowd. I'm like, okay, that's actually kind of genius. Like, I actually was sitting there thinking about, like, the structure of their songwriting and how it lends itself really well to live shows. And then there were other bands where I'm like, you guys are just not singing your chorus so that the loudest people five feet in front of you get picked up a little bit by your microphones for the other 40,000 people to hear. Not why I'm here, you guys. I didn't come here for this. I, I came for, I came for Blink-182 to tell me about all the small things, not these chuckle fucks who showed up and stood a, along the gate for 12 hours to get their first for blink I don't care about them. I came here for Tom, Mark, and Travis. That's why. Um, screaming, absolute must at a show. I agree. I don't understand yeah. where this, this, this yeah. sentiment came from. I honestly forgot about that that episode, Seth, where they talked about that. I, I remember very clearly it was Dustin had just gone to a Jimmy Eat World concert and yeah. was complaining about it. And I was like, is this a problem? I've never heard anybody complain about this before. Dude, it is brought up constantly in like the Facebook group, and I I cannot I'm still not like I feel like it's got to be ironic. People are like like trolling because every concert I've ever gone to, it's always been the same, and I don't get it. But I think it's anyway. I think it's important to read the vibes of where you are. I think yeah. I was at like a festival. This was like a big like not a stadium show. There was four stages across the Las Vegas festival grounds or whatever. Um. Also, I saw a bunch of people wearing a whole bunch of shirts with guns on them. I thought that was like an extremely poor taste, considering there was a shooting at that same place like four years mm. ago, five years ago. Like, remember, like that Vegas like country music show? Oh no, 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 we don't talk about that because the U.S. government swept on the rug. Okay, whatever. <laughs> what? Okay, uh, we'll talk about that off air. <laughs> but like, I just saw a whole bunch of fucking chubby emo kids in like their late thirties, early forties wearing gun shirts. I'm like, yeah, fucking read. Read the room, guys. Like, where do you think you are? But um, no, I will say a lot of these bands that I loved so much in high school, they they lost a little mustard on their fastball, and they can't do the songs the same way they used to. So in that regard, I understand them holding up the mic to the crowd just to like get a little little break. Like, are you guys familiar with the band Motion City Soundtrack? I've heard of them, but I'm not okay. familiar with them. They they were a huge pop punk emo band. Love them. They were on War Tour every year. The lead singer is going through some health issues right now, uh, so he wasn't playing guitar. They brought in like a guest guitarist to do his part, but he was just standing and like hold, like you know just just singing, and uh, he had like a cane, and he was just like, "Sorry guys, I'm moving around a lot. Doctor told me not to do that, but I had to go fucking all out for this show." So like huge respect for him for not being 100 percent and still going out there. Yeah. But, like, he was the only person I saw, like, acknowledge he's not the same as he was 20 years ago. A whole bunch of these bands were celebrating, like, 20th anniversaries of certain albums. Like, Newfound Glory was there for the 20th anniversary of Catalyst, which is a big album. Yellow Card was there, 20th anniversary of Ocean Avenue, which is a big album for them. It's a great song. I, I love I yeah. that all the time. No, no, it's, it's fucking awesome. They're, they were excellent. They were actually, like, the first time my phone, I think they were, like, the fourth or fifth band I saw. They were the first time my phone gave me, like, a... Hey, there's like a decibel alert listening. Uh, this is over 95 uh, decibels. You should uh, be careful, old fuck. Uh, if this happens for longer, um, you could be in trouble. Okay, goodbye. Like, that was exactly what my watch said. Um, but, like, no one can do what they could 20 years ago, and no one acknowledged it except 
for <laughs> except for Motion City soundtrack. And so I think that's also part of the reason why they held at the microphone so much. Again, I think you should scream at a concert. I think you should go and like fucking get Buck Wild. Like I, that's that's why you like what's the difference between that and like screaming when it comes up on the stereo? It's like, oh shit, you actually get to show your appreciation to the people who made the music. Well, you can't do that when you're in your car. Like, do it. Go crazy. And I'll say this, too. I mean, pretty much every concert I've been to has been, like, extraordinarily loud. So I could maybe see, like, not wanting... Why don't you you sing the Zelda soundtrack when you go see that symphony, you fucking... Dude, that'd be excellent, right? You you, you fucking sing a drinking Rockefeller over here. (laughs) But, um... I mean, most of the concerts... Most of the concerts I've been to, I've never been to like a more chill concert. I could maybe see in that situation, like wanting to not sing as much because you want to hear the the vocals. But I mean, I've been to multiple like metal concerts and stuff. You could never even hear the crowd because of how loud the music is. So, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I will say I watch a lot of MTV Unplugged. My favorite thing to do on a Saturday night, honestly, is to um, usually catch up on SmackDown that I missed the night before. Mm-hmm. And then... um I'll just have a couple drinks and like play video games and then watch music videos on my iPad. And uh, the, I watch a lot of like Unplugged, which is like that old MTV concert series, which was always like acoustic held like at MTV headquarters in Times Square or whatever. And like when it's a live concert there, like they ask people to sing, but like they always sing like like they're not shouting. Like I think it's very contextually important. But if For you're sure. at like a big like stadium show, you know, or like a big crazy ass venue, then like I think I think you gotta scream. And I think it's a, a dick move. The one time I was getting mad was when a guy was singing the words wrong because he was so fucked up at like 11 in the morning <laughs> watching watching Yellow Card where he was just like, he kept being like, Sing Ocean Avenue! It was a Latino <laughs> accent. I don't feel uncomfortable doing that. I'm half Latino. It's fine. But take like, me to Ocean Avenue. And then we take it higher. Yeah. <laughs> Um, that was like the one time I like wanted to punch someone. That was one of the three times I wanted to punch someone at the concert. My big complaint about the concert, I know it's an outdoor venue. People are getting too fucking comfortable with vapes. Dude, right? Extremely too fucking comfortable with vapes. I'm sorry. Okay. But fuck your vapes. Because they also like... There's just too many of them. I mean, they, like when you're in an indoor concert venue, that's the biggest problem I have. I mean, outdoor is still frustrating, but I've been to so many indoor venues where I've just seen people like vaping out in the crowd and it's it's frustrating Look, as hell. The, the amount the amount of four foot eleven goth chicks I saw vaping and blowing their smoke directly into my face and then their five foot two boyfriends apologizing to me. I I'm six foot two. I tower over these fucking people. Yeah. I wanted, I wanted to just wring them out like a goddamn washcloth. Like, yeah. I was like, hey, like I've been smoking cigarettes for ten years. Like I have no problem with smoke. Don't blow my smoke. Don't blow your smoke directly in my fucking face. Also, I gotta be honest. Smoke cigarettes, you fucking posers. Like you guys are just. What if we could make the bubblegum Listerine? Like, what if we could smoke that? That'd be healthy. No, fuck you. Like, you're assuming a risk. Assume the whole fucking risk. Don't be a baby about it. God damn. Why stop at cigarettes, dude? Just smoke crack. Yeah, seriously. I mean, at this point, I would respect someone for smoking crack at a concert more than smoking bubble licorice tootie pop or whatever the fuck they're doing. Sorry to side rail you. What were your questions for me about Mario Wonderland? Oh, yeah. Uh, is your issue that it's a platformer? Is your issue that it's a Nintendo game? Is your, like the, the fact that you're so not interested, like what specifically about it makes you not interested? I 
beat Super Mario World with my sister 25 years ago. Sure. And I got the complete Mario experience then, and I didn't haven't needed it since because it's the same fucking game. Would you like? Do you feel that same way about uh, 3D Mario platformers? Yeah, I do. Yeah, eh, to a lesser extent. There's a part of me that does want to play like Super Mario Galaxy. Mm-hmm. Um, but that, is that the newest one? The the the, the was Od- Od- Odyssey was Odyssey. The yeah. yeah, Odyssey. There's a part of me that wants to play that. Um, but I just. I, I feel, dude, when I look at Super Mario Brothers, I'm like, how? Right? Like, how? how is this, like, so big? Because it's literally the same shit all the time. And I don't get it. The mm-hmm. one thing I did think was cool was Mario Maker. Because people were making, like, ridiculously hard levels. Um, but, yeah, that, that's, that's the answer. I, I just, I, I had my Mario experience when I was young, and I feel like I'm good. I definitely like this one less than the more 3D ones. Like, Austin, what, what's your ranking 2D versus 3D when it comes to Mario? Oh, I drastically prefer 3D. Yeah. Uh, 2D has always been, and maybe it's just because of the generation we grew up in, George. I don't know. But um, I've always enjoyed 2D Mario, but it's never hit the same way that 3D has for me. Um, there's just yeah. There's something about 3D that, that works more in my brain. And... I don't know if I'm alone in this. I don't know how what what you're like, George, but I feel like I I'm relatively good at most video games. I freaking suck at 2D Mario games for some reason. I cannot ever get them down. Like the mechanics of them are just a problem for me, and I don't I don't know why. Stuck on an ice level in new Super Mario Brothers Deluxe, like the Wii U port to Switch. Like, I'm stuck on one of those levels, but like, I did six golden coins. I did new Super Mario Brothers on DS. I did new Super Mario Brothers Wii. Like, I was able to do all those. There's just something about the Wii U Deluxe version that like has me hung up. And like, this one I'm cruising through. I guess it's like my big issue with this game is I feel like the presentation's kind of sterile. Oh, and I man, think that's really? like a. A, a bigger issue with like a lot of Mario games in general. That's interesting. Like the, over, the overworld I think is like boring and like gives you the illusion of choice, but like not necessarily like an actual choice. And then like the levels themselves are catered around one idea, which I really like because it, it asks you to focus on that. But there's like little challenges that I think are actually like more interesting in each of the levels where like they'll introduce a new mechanic. And then it's it's a mini level where it takes 30 yeah. seconds to beat. And it's almost like a high score challenge type deal, seeing how quickly you can do it. I'm enjoying those more than like the main mission itself. Like there's these things called uh, Wonder Seeds, Seth, that like drastically change the level. And like that's when things start getting trippy. I don't know if you've seen the trailers for it. No. Okay. Uh, you take this thing called a, like every level instead of collecting stars, you're collecting these things called wonder seeds because you're part of the flower kingdom. You're trying to recover all these seeds after it's been taken over by Bowser. And it makes no sense to me because like at the end of the level, like a flower seed person gives you the flower seed. It's like, wait, aren't I like restoring this for you? But whatever, yeah, that's not important. Um, but you consume a wonder seed in the middle of the level and then it's you have like a it's basically like you just did LSD for the other half of the level. Kind of. Yeah. And like some of the sounded like. Some of them have um, some of them have timers. Some of them don't. And uh, it's 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 really fun and like looks really good. But it does feel like I said, just kind of sterile. Like I. Nothing feels as big of a swing 
for Mario recently than Super Mario Sunshine. And that sucks because, like, I love the idea of that game. I think that game is fucking trash. Like, I, I, there's it's nothing bad. I hate more than playing it's Super bad. Mario Sunshine. Yikes, but, like, yeah. the... But like them doing like a tropical island theme for everything, I'm like, oh, okay, this is really cool. Like every you know summer, what? I always want to play that game, and then I do, and I'm like, this game fucking blows. Dude, I respect that so much because I think Super Mario Sunshine relates very heavily to uh, Sonic Adventure 1 and 2, in which people will not admit that those games are fucking absolute trash that had some fun mechanics but they're absolute trash games yeah so i i appreciate you admitting yourself oh no i love everything about that game except playing it playing it it's it's (laughs) and i agree with you george like i would still play it i still enjoy it but it's not a good game like there's so many issues with it and i would agree with with sonic adventure as well i i absolutely adore sonic adventure one and two but i totally Except the fact that that's just because I loved it when I was a kid. Those games are trash. Like, oh my god, they're so bad. They <laughs> do not control proper at all. But you, but you, the, the but you like alone. <laughs> oh, it's it's terrible. But you like Sunshine because it like it makes a decision, right? Like, right. hey, we're going to this tropical island. It's going to be semi open world, kind of like the castle from sixty four, but kind of not. Like a little bit more lived in. And everything is going to have this tropical slant to it. So, like, I honestly, I don't know if that's, like, a better summer game or a better winter game. If you're, like, missing the nice weather or if you just want to keep indulging the nice weather, like, after the sun goes down in the summer. Like, I don't know the best time to play that game. I'll check it out again this winter just because I do kind of want to... I've never beaten it, so I do kind of want to beat it uh, at least one point in my life. But um, everything about Mario Wonder just feels, like, kind of, like, ADHD, where it's, like, they got one idea... And the next level, there's like another idea. And it's really great because it, it holds your attention. But at the same time, it's, it's like a little bit of everything. Like it's like a buffet plate as opposed to like, you're going to have a really fucking good Italian meal. You know, I just want to say that, like, I really respect Nintendo. for Because, you know, someone at some point at Nintendo was like, do you guys really think we should release this game at the same time as Spider-Man? And like, they just were like. <laughs> <laughs> We're Nintendo. Fuck <laughs> Spider-Man. Well, the, the funny thing is, it's probably going to sell tons of copies just like Spider-Man did. It's really interesting. I mean, I'm one of the people that bought both. Um, I know I Coach both. did as well. I bought both, too. Yeah. I mean, I technically didn't buy both. I was in Vegas, and I texted yeah. my girlfriend, Ali. I was like, hey, are you going to Ellsworth? Like, are you going to Walmart today? And she's like, yeah. It's like, can you do me a favor? And she's like, you want me to get you Spider-Man? I'm like, not only that. Can you open it up and install it on the PlayStation, please? <laughs> <laughs> so like, and she was like, "Yeah, I thought about texting you, and then I, I just kind of like muscled my way through it." Oh my honestly, god! Honestly, the hardest the hardest part about the PlayStation was like figuring out how to turn it off. I'm like, honestly, I forget how to turn it off sometimes too. Like yeah. it, the the UI is not awesome. And can I really quickly talk about the second game I've been playing this week? Yeah, cool. I uh, am quarantining because I was in Vegas for a couple days. And, like, I don't think I got COVID, but, like, the person on the plane next to me on the way home was, like, fucking Coffee McCofferson. So, like, out of respect to Aaliyah, I don't want to get her sick. Um, So I ripped my PlayStation 3 out of my office, and I set it up in the bedroom. And I've been playing Enslaved Odyssey to the West. Oh, good game. Yeah, never. I only ever played the first chapter before. 
That game is fucking amazing. That game is excellent. It's a little, a little, a little browned out. You know, it's got like that, uh, that, that generation's problem of being like a little too muddy. Yeah. But uh, man, what a fun platformer! Like, what an amazing conceit for a story where it's like, awesome. Have you played this game? I've never played it. Uh, dystopian future. You wake up on a a ship. Basically, you're this dude who's got like crazy Gears of War esque aesthetics. He's he's and- Sun Wukong. Yeah, it's the really? Monkey Prince, right? Yeah, yeah. Is um, that what the game is about? It's an adaptation. Of, it's an adaptation. Yeah. Interesting. I didn't know that. Um, wow. But you wake up on a slave ship. You're trying to escape, and then you see this girl who manages to escape, and you ask for help. She ignores you, and then you manage to get out as like the the ship is starting to go down. And then uh, you huge like just platformer like action melee combat, really fun, really responsive. Like all these years later. Uh, on PlayStation Three, it's a little, little, little chippy playing it. Uh, there's a lot of like screen tearing, which I forgot how prevalent that was on PlayStation, especially at the time. Um, but it, it feels super fun, and like I love the story where like there's just certain points. Um, she puts like a a chip collar on you because she wants to get back to her village that's like extremely far away, and she knows she can't get there without you, so she puts like a a a, a slave memory chip on you. And like there's one scene in like the second level where she's like. I'm not ordering you to do this. I'm asking you to do this. Please, this will help us. And I was just like, fuck, that's like really powerful. Like that's such a simple line in, in the game. But I'm just like, oh, fuck, like this, this game is really compelling. So that, that, that has been super fun. And also it took all of three hours of me playing PlayStation 3 to buy a PlayStation gift card. And I went on and I bought more games on PlayStation 3 that I intend to play that I absolutely should not have bought like Medal of Honor Frontline. I don't need that game. Oh man. Assassin's Creed 3 Liberation. I don't need that game. And um Far Cry Classic. So, I am in a big PlayStation 3 mood for the next couple days as I'm quarantining in the bedroom and didn't feel like moving my PlayStation 5 into the bedroom. So that's that's what I've been playing. So I was just curious as you were talking, I was looking up Enslaved. I, I've always seen the the box art, but I didn't know much about it. I guess there's a there's a uh, Steam like complete edition. So maybe that's what I'll I just looked that play up at some very point. Good, yeah. Very good. Worth playing. Definitely like a like a like a hidden good gem. game to just that's interesting. Chill out and play one night. Um, I think the box art did that game really dirty. I think the box art yeah. very plain and boring. And I think that's why it didn't sell as much as it should have. Because I think back in that I think 2009 is when it released and that positive. I think back then you're still looking at like good box art that's mm-hmm. like selling games pretty good. And Enslave had no marketing behind it. And it was just it was a it was a sleep hitter. And I was really impressed when I played Enslaved. So I I like if it plays on your PC, like please check it out. Like I said, I'm yeah. only two or th- I'm only two or three levels into it, but like I'm having a blast and like already like on the website trying to figure out how to get the platinum. Nice. You know, like that like that's how into it I am. Um but man, guys, besides that. I was like super nervous to fly. I haven't flown in a couple years. Uh, I started having like really bad panic and anxiety attacks um, since like 2017. And uh, like the first major one I had was on a flight. And so I always kind of just assigned it to flying, ignoring the fact that like how fucking high I was on the plane. <laughs> you know, I'm like, oh, maybe it was actually weed, not flying. Uh, so I didn't know what to do. I wanted to download like a bunch of episodes of podcasts just to listen to something, just to distract me. 
And there was nothing that made more sense to me than listening to Podcast Beyond from 2010. Like, I just went back, like, just opened it, scrolled to the very, very bottom of the feed. First episode that's available is, like, Veronica Belmont talking about whatever the fuck she was talking about, whatever TV show she was on at the time for PlayStation. Playing Dracula. Um, yeah. And, Never like, joke. Uh, <laughs> it, was a good, it was a good double joke. And so I've been listening to it, and, like, it was all these people. It, 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 like, it was Ryan and uh, Greg and, and Colin and... You know, Anthony Gallegos would show up, and Scott Lowe was on a bunch of episodes. And there was that one episode with Scott Bromley and that other dude from Comedy Button, who I can't remember. Um, Ryan, I think, was his name. Yeah, yeah, Ryan Scott. Um, Ryan Scott, thank you. And man, it was just so much fun to go back there. And I think like listening to that on the plane was why I was like, no, of all the video game consoles in my bedroom, I it needs to be PlayStation Three. It just got me so fucking hyped to talk about that era of gaming. What a special time. I almost can uh, can my Christmas present this year. Can I host a PlayStation Three episode? Absolutely. Where we where we talk about games and we just talk like I think the PlayStation Three is secretly the most ambitious console, maybe of all time. And I would love an hour to bring that up with you guys. Okay. There's I'm something so special about that era, man, that I will just never yes. forget. It's it's the one I look back on most fondly for sure. Oh, Big definitely, same. definitely. Yeah. I'm I'm in the same boat. The underdogs is what they felt like. You know, you're, you're, that's right. They're just swinging from the back foot. Yeah. And it was like the hardware was better than Xbox 360, but it wasn't <clears> selling <throat> as well. And it was more complicated to develop for or whatever. But like you sat there, like every time you turn on your PS3 compared to turning on your 360 back then, you're like, no, this is like Xbox 360 felt like a fucking toy. And PlayStation 3 felt like, like a, like a machine. Like yeah. I, I don't know how to explain it to someone who wasn't there, but you're right. It's like so what true. a special time. And, like, I don't know if I liked games more then than I do now. Like, if that's the issue. Like, if that's why I feel that way. But it's definitely, like, I definitely cared more back then. Probably because I had less, like, you know, I didn't have a girlfriend slash wife. I didn't have a house and no dogs yeah. and have a job, blah, 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 blah. All that. But, like, man, what a, what a fucking incredible time to be listening to those podcasts. To, I think that was, like, around when we first met, too, right? Like, in the in the Vita group. Yep. Like, maybe... Yeah, I mean- I, 12 13 probably yeah it's like a year and a half after like where i am in the pocket i listened to like 40 episodes in the past week of podcast beyond wow. like it was them being like yeah like i just don't know like it's an online service so i'm like a little hesitant to give them my credit card information then like two months later the psn goes down thanks to anonymous <laughs> and it was just like amazing hearing them talk about like their skepticism about doing that and like how like you wouldn't even think twice <laughs> about it t- today about like oh yeah well everyone has my credit card information i can just dispute that in my app you know like as opposed to like actually getting your physical bills and doing all this shit and i was still like back in the era of like having to put the physical disc into your playstation to like run netflix and all that stuff like man what a, what a crazy fun weird time yeah. but uh that's that's all i've been up to who's next seth i assume you guys are going to talk about spider-man what have you been up to uh... seth Nothing, man. I spent, like I told you, eight hours putting a door in today. I'm still reeling from that. George, have you ever replaced a door? Uh, we're talking hinges or sliding? No, we're talking. Hinge. I'm talking a hinged a hinged door. Yes, I have. Yeah. I I chose this task today to make it seem like it was going to be an easy win. You know, I, I, I got off work and I was like, you know, I want to be productive. I got to stay up today. I keep myself busy. I'm going to replace this bathroom door. That's, that's driving me nuts. So I got this door and, uh, I, I unscrewed the other one, took it off, screwed the other one in. Everything's going great. Doesn't fit. And 
man, what what an adventure because what my father is and what I are am are two very different things. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right? My dad is a craftsman. I am an idiot. Yeah. So <laughs> my, I was about to say, my dad's a carpenter. I'm a fucking moron. So like, yeah, yeah. No, I, hear, I hear you. Yeah. So after like four hours, I get a hold of dad and I'm like, this thing's kicking my ass and I'm about to go. Like I, I, I'm leaving Lowe's. I can't find a door that's one inch smaller on each side. And I don't understand what's going on. And he calls me. He's like, you have to cut it down. You have to cut it down to make it fit. And at this point, I have already like, like, butchered this door I, i've taken my circular saw and i'm just like cutting it all over and making different cuts he shows up an hour later laughs at me gets a new door well all his precision instruments and i'm watching this i'm watching this work and i'm like i i never had a chance i <laughs> yeah I mean, he's explaining all these steps to me and he's making like these very precise angular cuts because my house is 110 years old right so my door frame has shifted and I'm I'm sitting here and I'm like, who am I? You know, <laughs> why? My, when my dad was 32, he built a log cabin in the woods by himself on 45 acres of land that he bought for himself and working an hourly did, wage job. <laughs> yeah. Didn't. And he was he was a he was a contractor and didn't ask for any help. And he just did it. And I'm like can't install this door no like i i hear you and like i definitely i have that shit with my dad too as like a carpenter where like he'll just come over and laugh at like my fucking small peasant problems to him but like man he'll call me up and be like why isn't netflix working on my ipad you know like it it, like it goes it goes both ways at least in my house i hope it goes both ways for for you too that's true you can you can have some kind of though where he's like He's like, wait, do I log in with my email or with my Spectrum account? I'm like, with your Spectrum account, you need to log in with your cable provider. You know, like it, it goes both ways over here. My dad was super hyped because um, he finally had access to Internet via Starlink. And um, I was like, oh, OK, sweet. Like, I'm going to set up his network. And I got there the other day and he had it set up already. He goes, I just asked my IT guy. And I was like, oh, <laughs> <laughs> this was my moment, you son of a bitch. <laughs> but, 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 Dad, Father, I thought I was you forsaken me. I thought I was your IT guy, Dad. <laughs> I was the chosen Damn one. It. Damn it! <laughs> I'm yeah, supposed so. to bring, bring balance to the relationship. <laughs> That's destroying. That's been that. Other than that, I uh, I haven't been doing a whole lot, man. Um, I played a little bit more Baldur's Gate on my PC. And I've been working a ton because my my company uh, doubled the overtime rate, so I've just been like like getting working tons. Um, my company decided to pay me twice as much for doing extra work, so I've been extra working lately. Good, yeah, good. I mean, hey, why you know whatever? I got mandated yeah. last Tuesday. Was it last Tuesday we were supposed to do the podcast, and I got mandated anyway? Yeah, because so it's like, well, you know what? I'm just gonna live here now. Now you're gonna pay me a lot, and you're gonna like it. So, so that, that's that's kind of what what I've been doing. Um, and then I I, I I was having a really bad day last Friday, like a really bad day. So I was like, "Fuck it," you know. I I feel like spending some money. Went to Walmart, couldn't find anything I wanted. Actually, um, I thought about buying new headphones, like because I dropped the ones in the drain. And then oh, I was yeah. like, 
mm, I did. I made this plunge once and I regret it. So I bought cheap headphones again. And um, that was it. And on my way home, I was like, fuck it. I guess whatever universe I'll, I'll, I'll buy Spider-Man. And I bought Spider-Man and I'm about six, uh, seven, eight. I don't know. I'm at Coney Island. Nice. I don't, I don't know. That's where I'm at. Yep. Yeah. You're probably like somewhere in that range. Six, seven yeah. hours. So that's, that's what I've been doing. What about, what about uh, you wait, hold on. I just, I just messaged you guys. Uh, I really need to go to the bathroom. So I'm going to be right back. So I want to okay. ask before we get into like a bigger <laughs> Spider-Man conversation, cause I got questions. Awesome. If you could vamp for like 60 seconds, that'd be most appreciated. What okay. Does vamp mean? Um, he's a he's a villain about, in Metal Gear Solid Two, <laughs> and psycho, yeah, psycho vampus. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm not kidding. There's a psycho there's a, a vamp. He's a vampire. George, go to the bathroom. What are you doing? Well, I wanted. To, I thought he was making a joke. I didn't know he was a real. No, villain. I'm being don't serious. Talk, yeah, don't talk about this either. Wait until I get back. I want to learn more about vamp. Like, <laughs> <laughs> a boring talk conversation. About, talk about your favorite type of soft drink. I'll be right back. Okay, so here's what I'm going to talk. Can I talk about Final Fantasy 16, George? I'm going to talk about Final Fantasy 16. Is that okay? Go to the bathroom. What are you? Do? Okay. <laughs> I, I don't want to miss out on interesting conversations. <laughs> I really like talking to you guys. Fuck. All right. Just go. Talk just about go. Final Fantasy just... 16. Just or no. Talk about Final Fantasy 14. Your stupid nerd shit. Okay, that's fine. I'll do that. I'll okay, do that. Cool. Thank you. Okay. Um, the funny thing is, I've barely played any of that game uh, over the past uh, few weeks because I've been so preoccupied with other Final Fantasy games. So um, I'm going to lie to George, and we are going to talk about Final Fantasy 16, <laughs> which I beat. Uh, that was one of the congratulations. That was my goal before we went to the UK a few weeks ago was to beat Final Fantasy 16. And man, I don't get the complaints about the ending of that game. So many people complained on, on, you know, it goes from the Game of Thrones type thing to more like fantasy at the end. And I mean, it does, but I didn't really get why people were complaining about the ending. The game sets it up from the beginning. Yeah, it really does. It's not like a drastic, like crazy shift. Like the 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 plot had to like always go in that direction because that's that's where it was set up you know yeah and um you know i I, i've mentioned this before but i I do have a lot of issues with that game i think the the um pacing just overall is very subpar like it just goes all over the place from you know these awesome fights to building a ship with mid and you know the the pit pocket hour-long thing with goots it's like just a little too up and down for me so i still feel like it's not in my opinion it's not really like a game of the year contender uh for me personally i know for others it is but yeah i I think an eight i think an eight is is a perfect score for that game i still think though uh, as a whole i look back very fondly on on my experience overall with it and that's that's the crazy thing right because at its highs it's like the most perfect 10 you can imagine. And yep. then and then right after that that those perfect 10 moments, you get like a five and a half. And yep. it kind of averages out overall. Now, did you do like the the side stuff at all once you got past the mid? No, and to be honest, Seth, I need to go back. I saved right at the end so I could go back and do that. And I was actually listening today, and I'm not going to spoil it because I know George hasn't beaten it, but I was actually listening today to the Last Stand spoiler cast on 16. I went back and listened to it, 
and they were talking about some of those those side quests. Apparently, it's like fifteen side quests just suddenly appear before the final mission. And in the final I, final two chapters, yeah. they drop like like twenty twenty each. Yeah. I wish I had knowing now what I know because it sounds like a lot of those ending side quests like really set up you know the ending and things with the well, characters. Yeah, I mean, yeah, so. the um like the the. F- they, they they go in like a chain, like they're 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 quest chains. Yeah. And the final chain, like the final link in the chain is all great. Yeah. But I would say up until that point, none of it is. Yeah. You know, so it's like it's like a real it's a like hit or miss. No. Now I got go to ahead. no, I was just gonna say I got to a point, and I I think I've mentioned this before, and George, we're talking about uh sixteen a little bit here. Figured. Uh, we never talked about fourteen, actually. So, wow. So that's how much you guys respect <laughs> my my opinion. Um, okay. That's, I got to a point, probably Seth, about halfway through that game, where I just completely stopped doing all side quests. I did. I did do all of them that had the plus sign that like added right. stuff. Yeah. But aside from that, I I did not touch any other side quests because just the ones that I did at the start burned me so badly that I I didn't want to waste my time. I wish I'd, oh. I had spent the time and done them. I was playing more Final Fantasy 16 before I left for my trip because I was really mm-hmm. trying to beat the game so I could lend it to my buddy who's like the guy I met. Like, we should honestly have him on the podcast to be serious. Like I, yeah. I, that dude, dude's a huge gamer. Like he's he's why I started caring about trophies again. Nice. Because like I think he's I think he's at like 104 platinums and I'm at like wow. 89 or 90 and I'm like still trying. He's like catch That's up awesome. you little tomato bitch. I'm like all right I will. Um also, I made a bet with him and lost, and I can't wait to share that video game bet with you guys. But um, I was trying to beat it for him. And honestly, I think the side quests are all oddly necessary just because every like you don't have to go through the world to get to your mission. You know, like as soon as like the, the next main mission pops up, it <clears throat> loads up on your map and you just fast travel to whatever city it's in. So I feel like the side missions, at least the ones I've done so far, like, yeah, they're not the most exciting, but it's like the only time you really get to see the world and yeah. like see what's at stake and like see what you're fighting for. So it feels like kind of a unnecessary slash necessary evil, right? Like when you go to Yeah. Not not Blightstown, whatever. There's like one really sad settlement, like that's in like a swamp area. But like you go there and you just see like the state of affairs there and you're just like, fuck, man, everything like really sucks. Like everything that uh, you talk about when you're doing like your briefings for main mission suddenly makes sense when you do the the side quest. I agree they're boring, but like you don't get to see the world unless you do that, you know? Yeah, there's there's ways to make world building for sure more interesting, though, you know, and and thousand thousand percent. Yeah. Um, Yeah. I, I'm I'm excited for the DLC. I think it's it's up there with some of my favorite Final Fantasy because, uh, like I said, just of those high highs, it makes me. When I walked away from that game, I was like, man, I really wish there was like a, you know, Revenge of the Sith type fighting game mode in this afterwards because I feel like I didn't get to explore like the icon fighting as much as I wanted to. Yeah. Um, and you I just, want. I, you want Duodecum three, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, uh, yeah. Like, I, I want to like get to like a character select screen and like choose an icon and be like, oh, let's go. You know, that I think that'd be super sweet. Um, I gotta say, I don't respect the way that they lied to the community and they they clearly 
set the game up for DLC. Oh, absolutely. And they said they didn't. And I think that is funny because if the game didn't do well, I think they would have been like, well, you know, at least we gave you a complete package. But because it did well, they're like, hey, that missing, uh, that that all that missing lore and information that's suspicious. Like, you literally do, you, I don't want, this isn't a spoiler, but you literally come to like a mural and the bottom part is burn off. And they're like, oh, I wonder uh, where that guy went. And then that's the, <laughs> that's the end yeah. of the information you're given. It's like, okay, well, here we go. You know, it's it's very obvious. <laughs> yeah. And they even like say the, the person's name and everything like yeah. in the dialogue. It's like, clearly this is, they wrote this this way for a reason. <laughs> yeah. So. <laughs> All right, guys, take it easy. I, okay. I, I haven't gotten to what you guys are talking yeah. about yet, or maybe I have, and it was just. I don't think you have. That I, that, that you I'm would not know. Com- committing it, but like. I also feel like this is really clearly inspired by Game of Thrones. Yeah. And yeah, like the first ep- the first episode of Game of Thrones also felt like the 15th episode of Game of Thrones where there was just so much shit going on that you were just completely unaware of, right? And so like that's that's one thing I appreciate about this game is that like it's starting you off on the 10th date with someone but also at the same time you're like well, we're already on the 10th date we kind of miss like the fun exciting stuff like seeing the inciting incidents or whatever. Mm-hmm. I'm really enjoying it so far. I will happily get DLC. I gotta ask, as like a relative Final Fantasy newbie, like I think I talked about this, I've played a little bit of 10, like 10, 15 hours of 10. The only one I've beaten is 5, and that's because I had like Stockholm Syndrome with my PSP, and that was just the one I had (laughs) on my PSP when I was traveling. So wild. That's such a wild statement I've never heard in my whole life. Yeah, it's weird. I agree. (laughs) And then I tried tried playing Final Fantasy, I think I had 4 and 3 on DS, but I just hated the chibi art style so much. And then I played a lot of three on PSP, like 20 hours into that game. And like, honestly had a blast and then just got distracted by finally owning a PlayStation 5. Am I crazy for thinking this is like one of the best games I've ever played? Like, is is Clive that likable or am I crazy? Is Jill that likable or am I crazy? Is the acting that impressive or am I just such a pushover for this stuff? No, um, I well, I was telling Austin when you were in the bathroom was like, we agree that I think the game settles down at like an eight or an eight point five, but I was saying like the 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 highs. It's like the the most elite ten you it can is. possibly imagine. It is, but then like the lows are like like you know like like a four or five, the most like slog through that I I've I've gone through, mm-hmm. and it evens itself out. But no, I I think that absolutely like there's there's things in this game like the the main cast like you know the big action sequences that make it stand elite above everybody else do you um the one fight i'm trying to say it without spoiling it awesome no the one fight that takes place in a city or above a city is one of like it, it's it's insane it's incredible like the visual spectacle that that happens and it's wait, like so wait sorry is that is that the one can we spoil something from the game? Because I, I, I don't know where lot. you're at. I'm trying to you see ask, you, you ask spoiled. us because I don't did, know if you've did, gotten there. Is, is that the one where you go into space? Yes. Yes. Fucking amazing. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> that shit was incredible. I was like, yes. I have a co I have a coworker who beat the game like really quickly, which I'm still amazed about because like he has a newborn. I'm like, how did you do that? He's like, oh, well, I just don't sleep. I'm like, oh, no, it makes sense. OK, good job. Um. And I remember like texting him as he was like finishing the game. I was like, oh man, just had my first fight with Kupka. That was fucking insane. He's like, just wait. 
he's like keep playing <laughs> and then I, I was like oh i said this man that was fucking crazy he's like you should probably keep playing and then yeah fighting was it it wasn't odin right who, who was the person he fought I mean, dion no like the big like seraph angel type person that you were fighting in outer space that was dion yeah, that was dion Bahama. okay D- dion. Yeah. yeah yeah like like one of the most like insane fucking things i've ever seen in my entire life that was yeah. That, that was incredible. That whole sequence of the game, that is the best part to me. That entire entire sequence. Don't say that. I, I feel like I still got a ways to go. But um, no, the game's like, I'm so impressed with the voice acting. I am so impressed with the actual character acting. Also, Sid is like maybe the sexiest person I've ever seen. I'm like, why aren't you in every Guy <laughs> Ritchie movie that's ever existed? Also, he like maybe want to start smoking cloves because like that's clearly what he's smoking like in the beginning of the game. And I'm like, oh, he's coughing blood because he's an icon, not because he has lung cancer. So it's safe to smoke clothes. <laughs> it's going to be okay. So incredibly cool, man. Like, is yeah. this... Is this hitting, like, top-tier Final Fantasy, as, as you guys are more experienced? I know, Austin, you just played 1 and 2, or, or partway through 2. Yeah. I, I don't know if I have enough knowledge to say, to be honest with you. I mean, of the ones I've played, I mean, it's frankly, probably my favorite, but I've only played one, now a little bit of two, some of seven, and then 14, 15, 16. You know what? Let me let me reverse. 14 is my favorite, but 16 okay. is probably <laughs> second favorite. Sure, sure. sure. Yeah. Seth um, has the experienced one. Yeah, as you can tell, I, I am a casual fan of Final Fantasy. Um, yeah. Fucking poser. Yeah. I think it's up, it's up there in the top three somewhere for me. Um, okay. I really, I really, truly do think some of these older Final Fantasies are highly overrated. People love nine and people love ten. I, I don't fuck with these games at all, um, because I think the cast is very annoying and lame. And it's the same reason I don't like twelve. And I know like twelve, twelve got a really bad rap when it first came out. There's a lot of revisionist history about Final Fantasy twelve. People when the Zodiac Age came out, people loved it. I went back and I felt the same way where I'm like, this cast sucks. And I think for me, what I'm realizing is like the cast means everything, dude. It's, it's why I love Final Fantasy VII so much. Final Fantasy VII has such a fun, diverse cast. And like they all have like these really cool motivations and backstories. Um, and I find the, the same thing in 16 where like they, they might not have the most diverse like goals and backstories, but they're all so well written and interesting and dude, like I, I just want more. I would, I would love an entire DLC of just Jill or of just Clive or even like, I forget her name, the um, Garuda girl. Like she's super cool and interesting, dude. Um, But yeah, I, I mean, you honestly, if you give me anything, Final Fantasy 16, I'm just gonna gobble it up like a like a like a fat little piggy, just eating it up. You know, there was just a little portion of me that was very tempted to order that Bring Arts Ifrit figure from 16 that is 450 dollars. Oh. Is that that um that model for for Ifrit is so good in 16? Is it's, it this one that I have? Is it you this have one. one? Where he's fight, is, is it the one where he's fighting Phoenix? Is, is no, no, not oh, that okay. one. Because because this sucks. Don't get this. <laughs> Um, this was a waste of my money. <laughs> this is terrible. But 
anyway, yeah, so I beat 16. Love it. I did want to touch on just briefly before we talk about Spider-Man. I, I did also, you mentioned this, George. I, I um, started the Pixel Remaster collection on my Switch when we were uh, traveling to the UK a couple weeks ago. And great time to have it when we were on our train ride, you know, to and from uh, Edinburgh and down to London. That's like a four and a half hour train ride. It was like the perfect time to play. And then the flight home played a ton of it. So I have beat uh, Final Fantasy one. Went through that. How do you? Um, How do you? I enjoyed it more than I thought I would, to be honest with you, for being the very first in the series. Now, that being said, the um, Pixel collection has like some obvious enhancements. I mean, aside from the graphics themselves, the 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 scores and all of them have been totally orchestrated, which is pretty, that's pretty sweet. Yeah, dude, it's great. Like there was part of me playing Final Fantasy one where I'm just jamming out in my headphones with the, the battle theme for one, which, you know, normally uh, the old, old school version, you know, it's just got your your standard little little chip tune. But there's something about the orchestra version that sounds so freaking good. There's some good bass in it. But um, yeah, I mean, I, I, I really enjoyed it. I did play. And again, just for clarity, I did play with the, the EXP enhancements on. There's a setting you can turn on that turns up how much exp you gain which i was fine doing because it just gets you through the game faster it lessens the grind and so i didn't get the true experience but what i did play you know my version i enjoyed it so i feel like a game like that being played today you're not doing it for any other reason other than to like explore what the game was absolutely you know like you're not doing that you're not like a like I'm sure there are some hardcore people out there, so I don't mean to discount them. But I'm like, no, nah, man. Like I really just kind of want to know what I was missing. You know, like that's why I'm here. Yeah. No, I mean that's absolutely why. I mean, I I want to replay the original six or play them rather because I've never played them before. So that's totally yeah. why I'm, I'm going through. The, the the thing is, I always tell people like you can play one through three if you want, but they don't really start becoming recognizable Final Fantasy games until four. Where, right. Because I think the, I think I think the the probably the biggest part about Final Fantasy to me is like the characters and the story, and that really doesn't become a big part of the story or part of the game until four. And it sure does, dude, because four has some of the most amazing characters and and, and plot that the series has to offer. So yeah, really I'm excited for you to, guys to, to dive in deeper. I, I think you're really gonna enjoy it. Also, Austin. If you're definitely committed to Endwalker all the way through, four and Endwalker go hand in hand. So nice. Yeah. I've heard there are a lot of connections too with I think it's four. Is it four that Kane is in? Aren't there a lot of similarities between Kane and Astinian? Like it seems like they kind of riffed off Kane, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. yeah. I'm excited to get to well, four. What they did was they had a really cool looking character and they're like, we need to do this again because he <laughs> makes money hand over fist. Yeah. So they pretty much just, yeah, same thing. I'm really excited, man. I'm, I'm not super far into two. I've played maybe four hours of it, but I'm also really enjoying two so far. I know that's kind of abnormal from my understanding because the battle system is weird in two, the leveling system. But I like it so far, actually. I'm, I'm enjoying it for what it is. So, nice. but um, anyway, I did want to 
talk about Spider-Man 2, which I have been playing a ton of. That's really the main game I've been playing um, for the past, I guess, four or five days ever since it came out. And, you know, we had talked on the show before. I'm, I've certainly mentioned this on, on the show where I thought the trailers looked pretty good for Spider-Man 2, but it wasn't something I was really that excited for. I just, for some reason, had a hard time building excitement for that game. And then, of course, the reviews drop. Everybody's giving it stellar scores, and I'm like, all right, I'll give it a shot. So I bought it on Friday, and man, I really love that game. It's very good. It's very, very good. Why did you think you were not going to like that game? Well, like, I, I was shaking my head. Well, for, for the people who just listened to audio, I was yeah. shaking my head the entire time. You're like, yeah, I was a little skeptical. I'm like, fucking why? Like, what well, reason did you have? Here's the thing. Just to, just to be clear, I didn't think I wouldn't like it because I love the first two. There was just something about it that like wasn't hitting for me as far as I just I was finding myself not excited for it. But again, it wasn't a situation where I didn't think I would like it. It just I couldn't find myself to I couldn't bring myself to get excited for it for some reason. I, I don't I really don't know why. But okay. um, so I never pre-ordered it. And frankly, I, I wasn't going to buy it because Mario was coming out that same day. But. Yeah, I don't know, man. After reading the reviews and just hearing people talk about it, I was like, you know what? I, I'll, I'll try this out. So I bought it and I've played probably probably about 15 hours, if I had to guess. And it's excellent. I absolutely love the game so far. I'm probably a little over halfway through the main story, but I'm trying to focus on knocking out a lot of the side stuff. And... um I don't know, man. It's just so good. I will say at the end of the day, it's it's more Spider-Man. There's not a whole lot different. Uh, the wingsuit, I think, is really the biggest change when it comes to like gameplay mechanics, which, honestly, much better than I thought it would be. I know in a lot of those trailers, I saw it, and I don't know, flying in games sometimes can be kind of hit or miss. Mm -hmm. And so I kind of, when I saw the original trailers for Spider-Man 2, it just... It didn't do anything for me, but after actually using it and, and using that mechanic in the game, it's really cool. I, I, I really like the, the wingsuit, so stuff like that. But then the, the story, I will say this, the, my, my only kind of, well, I, I'll have two complaints, I guess. The game is buggier than I, I thought it would be. I don't know if you've encountered any bugs, Seth, but I've encountered multiple where I've gotten like stuck in walls. Um, at least at this point, like seven or eight times I've had to restart checkpoints because an enemy has been stuck in a wall that I can't kill or I've gotten stuck in a wall. I can't get out. Um, I, it kind of surprised me. I mean, I know the game's massive, but I've really never encountered bugs like that of any kind in, in any Insomniac games. So that would really be a minor complaint. But the bigger complaint, I'd say, is the story so far has been really entertaining because of the, the 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 production value behind it but i'd say it's been pretty predictable uh there's really been nothing that surprised me in any way and i'm again i'm probably like three-fifths of the way through the the main story something like that nothing has really stood out to me as like oh my god i can't believe they did that whereas spider-man one i felt like that just kept happening and so risks yeah yeah they're so far, there really haven't been any risks, in my opinion, in this game. Maybe there will be some later. And some of the, I, I, I will say this, some of the side stuff has been 
um, on the flip side, uh, as far as there have been a lot of interesting twists and turns with the side uh, missions, which I would absolutely say are some of the best in the series. I, I think the side missions in this game are fantastic. But when it comes to the main story, it's 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 been very by the numbers so far. So I, I saw one clip of like Peter sitting on a bench with a guy, dude, talking about like his deceased wife. It hits. And yeah. I was just like, it's like, why am I crying at like a twenty-five second? TikTok clip that someone shared to Twitter. That, like, that side quest. I thought I, I thought I thought I was stronger than this. <laughs> like that side quest is so good. You don't even really do anything. You just go find this old man, and I, I don't want to spoil it because it is really different for that kind of game. But yeah, it's it's kind of depressing. Yeah. And um, there's another side quest. Again, I, I won't spoil the content of it. But if you played the first Spider-Man game, you'll remember those annoying. Um, uh, side quest where you had to go find the pigeons the, the pigeons yeah. yeah that guy comes back too and also really interesting uh, really emotional side quest so but i i like um, it overall very a lot and i'm i'm definitely gonna go for the platinum i'm gonna play it uh, it's i mean it, according to everything i've read you're halfway towards a platinum already like it seems to be like a 25 to 30 hour platinum yeah um the open world stuff, is it more like Miles Morales where it's a little bit more contained or is it more like Spider-Man 1? Because remember how you had to take over like all those different territories in the yeah. first Spider-Man? And then in Miles Morales, you're like, no, you just have to do five. It's fine. Just do, just do five. It's, it's definitely, it's almost like a mix between the two. It's not as, when it comes to the missions and stuff like that, the territories, it's not on the level of Spider-Man 1 where... Okay. There were so many little different things you had to do in each one. But I'd say there's definitely definitely more to do in each little territory than there was in Miles. So okay. say, say no more. I will tell you this, though. The thing I hated the most in Spider-Man 1 was the stupid crime side quests where you like had to do them for the trophies and to complete mm -hmm. the game. You don't have to do them anymore. They're just Perfect. they randomly pop up. They'll give you experience, but it's not like required that you do those for taking over the territories. So fucking fucking sick, bro. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I, I think it's great. I'm looking forward to playing more. I, I don't know at the moment that I put it above the first two, but maybe that'll change later on. So we'll see. Seth, you were so you were so respectfully quiet during that. No, like, I don't know. I really um, want to hear your opinion, Seth. I'm, I am curious. I just I don't want to I don't want to like you're having a really good time with it and I don't want to fuck that up for you and like bring, bring your whole like mood down about the game. So that's why I, I've been staying silent. <laughs> well, um, I mean, I'll be fine. If you don't want to talk about it, you don't have to, but I, I am curious because you have much more Spider-Man knowledge than I do. So no, I mean, I, I would argue that like I was, about as big of a Spider-Man fan as you can get until maybe like five years ago. Um, there was actually <clears throat> a, a moment in time, and thank God I didn't do this because like what a fucking stupid mid-20s decision it was where I was going tattoo? to get... Spider-Man tattoo? Yeah, across my whole back. Uh, and it was going to be the amazing Spider-Man symbol, not like his classic symbol, but like oh, the, no. the spiky the spiky spider. Um. <laughs> You know what I'm talking about, George? Like with the long legs. Um, yeah, yeah. Yeah. 
that was because I think that's the, the coolest symbol that that he has. Um, but I thank God didn't do that because um, that would have been just a terrible decision. Um, so you guys know, like, um, I stopped reading the comics a couple years ago. <clears throat> Right, right. Actually, like in the middle of Nick Spencer's run, because I found it really dry and, and kind of lifeless. It was um, it was a bi-weekly book. Like there was two issues a month, and like man, that book would have been a lot better if all the amount of shit happened in one issue once a month. That that book was spread way too thin. Um, the last thing I remember that I read from Nick Spencer's, I think it was Nick Spencer's run, was actually it's coincidentally a Craven story. Mm-hmm. Um, and there was something about the Sin Eater and uh, Harry, not Harry Osborne, Norman Osborne getting shot with the Sin Eater's gun. You know, what story I'm talking about, George. Yeah. Um, that was the last thing I think I read from the Spider-Man comics. So it's been a long time. I keep seeing like like every once in a while I'll check in on the um, ongoing story and see what's happening, and I'm just like disgusted in the, in the, in the current state of the character, man. And there was only so much, uh, like, 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 I don't like what they did to the Spider-Man character in the last 10 years. And I've been beating this drum forever and it's gotten like so old to talk about and, 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 and like people like misconstrue my words and they like people like like misconstrue why I don't like Miles Morales in the comics, and and it's gotten so old that like I've become very jaded with Spider Man, and man, I'm telling you, like playing this game the this this past weekend has just been like a massive bummer, and I don't think I'm gonna finish it because of it, man. Because like I I loved Spider Man on PS4 so much. That like I was like bawling at the end when that <clears throat> when that big re- reveal happens with Doc Ock and Peter in the final battle, and um that like it was really really emotional, um, and I thought I thought Spider Man PS4 did a Spider Man story in the modern day like a, like a reimagining of it as best as you possibly can. I think they did the things that they needed to do. Um, I, I'm trying not to spoil it with a certain character. I'm not, I'm not going to talk anymore about it, but you guys probably <laughs> understand what I'm talking about. I yes. think it's, it's needed to happen for a long time. Right. And I, I really came off of that game high. And then um, I played miles Morales and I, I actually liked miles Morales in the PS4 game. And I, I like him in the, in the, in the movie too. Um, and I, I thought, I, 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 I think I told you guys in this podcast before, I think I beat Miles Morales in like a state of shock on the PS4. Yeah. Cause I, I literally paused that game to go see what was wrong with my mom. She died. Right. I come back. What, what do you do? Right. I just I, I picked up the controller and continue playing, and I on I I do not remember, um, playing much of Miles Morales except for like 
the Tinkerer, and I remember not being really impressed with with uh, the Tinkerer and um, the ending. Where God, it's so hard to talk about. I, I wasn't impressed with it. Um, I, I I didn't buy Miles Morales' story with the Tinkerer, especially at the end when he does a certain thing that you just, you just don't do. So flash forward to like Spider Man on PS Five, Spider Man Two should be called Spider Men. That's the name of like the comic, right? I they mean, like, well, I don't yeah. know. I'm but not a great comic, but you know, it's it, it's okay. Um, and this game is like really over trying, like it's really trying to justify miles as spider-man i feel like and i i don't know why they're doing this and dude like <clears throat> we have names for a reason right we have names that we're talking conversation and we can differentiate who we're talking to it's an identifier and it is fucking driving me crazy how miles and peter are talking to each other directly calling each other spider-man constantly in the game and I'm like, this is my problem with like the Miles Morales character being also Spider-Man because it's it's like it's it's a false equivalency. And if Miles is gonna be taken seriously, I think as a character, he already has a big enough base. Give him his own fucking title at this point. Why does why does everybody have to be Spider-Man? I don't understand it. Right? I never will. I've beat that drum for 10 years. I don't like how they introduced Miles in the comics. I thought it was disrespectful. Here it's fine. But like, what the fuck is, is up with like them just both being Spider-Man? And it doesn't even make sense in the context of the world and the story. Um, also, you don't need to justify miles by making Peter look weak and constantly get trashed. And I feel like that happens in this game constantly or so far in the, in the first six to eight hours, however long I'm in it. It's like Peter is almost useless. It seems. And I'm just, I already see where the story is going. It's something that's happened in the comics maybe a dozen times never works out well because it goes against Peter's whole moniker and like, I just, I, I don't see how this is supposed to be like shape. Like as far as like the gameplay goes, sure. The mechanics are great. Um, I have never liked Spider-Man in a flight suit. I think it's, it takes away the coolness of his web swinging, but it was a new gameplay mechanic they added in. So it's, it's cool. Um, I will say the power of the PS5 was really shown off in the one boss, not really a boss, like the one sequence with portals. You guys know what I'm talking about? Yeah. I thought that was absolutely cool and like really insane. Um, And I just, I'm not feeling like, you're you're doubling you're adding both characters in right but we're not getting enough exposition for each one of them whereas the first game peter parker was the main character and miles and mj 
were side characters, so it was fine. But now we have Miles and Peter both as main characters, and I feel like they didn't add any more exposition to the game at all. And I just feel like we're just rushing through the story really quick. And I know I'm rambling on, and I'm, I'm like, I'm trying to organize my thoughts. But also, what the fuck is wrong with MJ's face? I don't get it. <laughs> She looks like a claymation, like not a claymation, but like a like a like a wax figure almost, and it's really off-putting. And that's just that's just where I'm at now. That's 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 where my head's at. Also, fuck Miles Morales in his uh, Venom Sting ability. It doesn't make sense. He's not Electro, man, and he's Spider-Man. Get, like, you know, it, it's funny because Caitlin, she likes Spider-Man, and I, I don't think she's ever read the comics or anything. But she, we were playing Spider-Man together last night, and she's like, "I don't get his, I don't get his uh, electric abilities. What's the deal with that?" And I'm like, "I don't know. Can't really explain it. Not really a spider thing. Spiders don't shock people." Well, but and I could be wrong. I mean, is that ever explained in the comics in any way? I mean, I know he was obviously bitten by a different spider, but it's like, actually, I think he was bitten by the same fucking spider, if I remember correctly, in the Ultimate Universe, unless they retconned it. Uh, like, like I'm pretty sure he was bit by the same fucking spider. Is that correct, George? No, I think that Silk was bitten by the same spider. Silk, Silk is also a cool character. I like, I fuck with Silk. I think she's sweet. Cindy Moon. Silk, Silk is really underused, cool. ca- underused character. Silk um, was bit. Silk was bitten by the same spider that Peter was bitten at at the same field trip, uh, and she was like, she was in a coma, hmm. and then emerged years later with spider powers. Yeah, she was in a she was in a bunker that was locked by Ezekiel Deep Lore. Here, okay. um, um, I think well with Miles, like I'm pretty sure it was a different spider. I haven't read Death of Peter Parker and what like. Oh, you should. It's good. Oh, oh, you should in a long it, time. It, you're saying so, like since it came out. Um, yeah, fantastic story. I have a hard really time insane. going back. I have a hard time going back to later Ultimate Universe. I love the early Ultimate Universe. Like Post Ultimatum, it got really weird, didn't it? It got really weird because they're like, we got to do something different. And I think that's yeah. probably like some of the most interesting shit. But like, I don't think it's like interesting enough to revisit. Like the the 2000s-ness of early Ultimate is more compelling to me than them. Like, what if we did something completely fucking wild after Ultimatum? But um, if you, you're you're not, uh, you, you probably don't know, Austin, Ult- the Ultimate Universe was, was kind of dying out. And mm-hmm. Marvel did this crossover event. Where they literally killed what was George? Would you say ninety percent of the characters in the Ultimate Universe? Is that fair to say? Like ninety percent of the main characters and like fifty yeah. percent of the world. Like hmm. Magneto had a terrorist attack planned with Doctor Doom, basically, where Magneto shifted the poles of the Earth, which is something he's totally done in like normal Marvel comics before. But this time, oh man, massive earthquakes, massive floods, massive tsunami waves. And then just like the most heinous shit happened. Like half the X-Men died, half the Fantastic Four died. Hmm. Fucking Blob was like eating the wasp like she was a lollipop. Like yeah. all this horrible shit happened. And then like Thing found out that like, oh, it's your fault you did this. He like fucking mountained uh Doctor Doom's eyes like through his mask, kind of, like in Game of Thrones when the mountain did that to to Oberyn. And it was just like, okay, shit, like things are completely different now because like the ultimate universe had become kind of stale at that point. It was yeah. basically just like a, a cover song of the original Marvel Comics universe. And then after that was, I think, a book series called uh, Ultimate Comics Ultimates, which was like four different miniseries by the guy who did the Ultimates. And those were like big, fucking bombastic, crazy event comics, six issues each. And then I think in one of those, that's where Peter died. 
right? Or like um, it was, it was, it was set up for him to die. Like that was the yeah, something like that. Well, because there after Ultimatum, there's the second run of Ultimate Spider-Man, which I think lasts twenty or so issues, yeah, and it's it, it's bad. It's not very good. Well, that was the first time with a new artist. That was yeah, Brian Michael Bendis and Sarah Pacelli or David Lafuente, one of those two. But I think Lafuente. Um, yeah, like the actual event of Peter Parker's death starts like I think it's been a long time since I read it, like six issues from the end, and then there is the four issue Death of Spider Man uh, run, and very good. I actually, I actually really like that, except for the fucking end, where right after Peter dies, Miles is introduced wearing his fucking costume, and it's like. Hmm. I just spent 160 or so issues reading and and like caring about this character. And then immediately after you fucking kill him and I'm all heartbroken, you have this imposter putting on his goddamn mask. Go ahead, George. All right. So if you're not watching, I've been just slamming the timeout symbol. I don't think that's like a fucking literal page after. Like, I understand it happens a page after in the comic. But, like, I don't think it was, like, oh, and eight seconds after Peter Parker died, that's when we got the new Spider-Man. No, man, like, there's a complete displacement of time and location in in comics. Like, I think that was to be, like, eventually this happened. But it was a fucking teaser that happened at the end of the book. He goes to their funeral. He goes to his funeral. Yeah, but it wasn't, like, eight seconds after he died. He was the new Spider-Man, is what I'm saying. Like, it was a fucking teaser for a new series because they knew that the Ultimate Universe needed to change. And as... Peter was like the beginning, the first ultimate book ever was Ultimate Spider-Man. I'm it's sorry, great. D- dude fell on the sword. That book is fine. The dude fell on like the the sacrificial sword. I think that book is strictly okay. Fucking great. Shut up. Great. Okay. <laughs> I think fucking phenomenal. I think Brian Michael Bendis's ultimate work is not his best work. I will say that. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. Um. Yeah, we get. We should actually have like a debate on Shortbox. I should actually record an episode of Shortbox because it's. Been a minute. Um, <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. I forgot I did that. <laughs> uh, yeah, that, that is. A th- Thanks for reminding me, Austin. That is a thing I used to do. Uh, I will play. I'm still quarantined this weekend. I think Aaliyah's is going to go to bed early. I will start playing Spider Man. I would love. I'm going to focus on Spider Man and Final Fantasy 16. Can we going forward? Can we plan for a Final Fantasy 16 discussion episode? Absolutely. And we also, Seth. Yeah, I'm, I don't want to make you play a game against your will, but if you are so adamant against finishing the the story, would you still join us for a conversation about the end of the story? Of, of I mean, Spider-Man? yeah. I mean, like, I, I don't. I don't know if I'm going to play it or not. Like, it, it, the thing is, I, I guess. I, I missed the the point I was trying to make was that like playing something that used to bring me so much joy and now I feel nothing about is what's really bumming me out. And sure. yeah, I get it. The constant the like, dude. I'm I'm the like I I now have to say right that like I'm a Peter Parker fan. Because everyone's like, oh, no, Miles Morales is Spider-Man. It's like, okay, they're fucking different characters, man. And, um, yeah, it, it's just a, a constant, like, like slap in the face and, like, a constant reminder of, like, why I don't, I don't, I don't do this anymore. So See, that's, that's really funny because, like, the older I get, the more I'm like, no, I'm a Miles Morales fan. 
not a Peter Parker fan. Because, like, I'm sick of Peter being, like, a fucking loser in his 30s. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm honestly just over it. I was the biggest moron I had ever known in my entire life. And, like, I have a decent credit score. Peter can't fucking rent shit because he can't get his shit in order. And Miles at least has, like, a built-in excuse, especially in, like, the current comics. Like, he is... Currently a teenage superhero who's being kind of guided by Misty Knight of all people, which I think is just really fucking cool. Wow. Book book is written by Cody Ziegler. I think it's a really good Miles Morales book. I think it's a really good Spider-Man book. But like, I just, I don't have to make excuses for Miles fucking up the way I do for Peter. And I'm just so fucking tired of doing that for Peter. Like a dude who I've been reading since I was... Since before I could read like a dude who I would just like buy the books during the clone saga and look at the pictures and make my own story to the point where like reading everything he's done since 1990. I I haven't read that much 80 shit. Like, I think I've gone back to the black costume, but not all of it. Peter Parker's a fucking loser. And I'm I'm so sick of his shit. (laughs) Like, I got to be honest. That's why I like the game. It seemed like more reasonable for him to be like this way in the game, because like, I don't think he sucked ass in the game. But like. Man, the current comic, I, I think there's no competition that the Miles Morales book is better than the Spider-Man book, like the Peter Spider-Man book. I mean, like, you're sick of Peter Parker being a fucking loser, like, like me too. You know, like, that's yeah. why I don't read the fucking book anymore. Yeah, yeah. You know, like, like they, no, they, but- yeah. they butchered his character for 10 years. And, Look and how they massacred my boy. The, yeah. He's got, he's, he's, una- he's, he's, they fucking will not let his character develop any more than being a broke loser in New York city. They fucking ruined his character. So yeah. that's, yeah, that's why I don't read the book anymore. So I will yeah. say this just while we're talking about Spider-Man, Andy, um, I think it was for Christmas. She bought me like this Marvel encyclopedia thing that has like literally just an encyclopedia that has a, like a list of every single Spider- Spider- character. Wait, every character or like just Spider-Man. Adjacent? No, like in, in the entire Marvel comics universe. And so, it's like 500 pages. It's it's actually a really nice book. But yeah. I was flipping through the other day after playing some of Spider-Man 2 and was just looking at some of the characters. And again, I really haven't read many Spider-Man comics. So my my history with the, the comic side of the series is pretty slim. But I was looking at the listing for um, Scarlet Spider. And dude, what a mess. Yeah. What a mess that character is. Let me just say that because it's like he was arrived. He was killed. 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 That's like oh, the whole man. description. Man, that, <laughs> character is like, that character is like if words were noodles, someone just like picked up a handful and just threw it on a fucking page. And was just like, ben that's, Riley, that's it. Ben Riley like dies a hero and has like a really heroic death. Yeah. And then Which like time? a few years, a few years ago. <laughs> yeah. Well, the first time, right. He's like, he's generally like a, like a hero anyway. A few years ago, they brought him back as a villain for no apparent reason. Oh, yeah. He was in... Um, Clone Conspiracy. Clone Conspiracy, but he's back again in Hallow's Eve? Like, he's in, Jeez. like, the Halloween crossover story last year as, like, a villain again. They, wow. he, like, he, he, they, like, they made him a villain, and they, they, they did not explain why. Like, he's just back as a fucking villain. And Kane, the other Scarlet Spider, right. hunts him down, right? Kane's a cool character. Like, that... Talk about, like, character development, dude. Like, that like was, I think the Scarlet Spider in Texas is like a really cool like concept that he like grew and then he's like dying and it's it's a really cool series. That was but, the first um, Spider-Man comic I ever bought was Spider-Man: The Hidden Years because it had a foil cover. Yeah, nice. Yeah, that's fun. And Kane Kane's on the cover going like, yeah. <laughs> good shit. 
He's a Spider-Man people forget about. He's really cool. He also looks like fucking the lead singer of Metallica in that book. I wonder why. <laughs> oh, it came out in 1992, 1993. Okay, that's why. Yeah. Everything was Metallica in the early 90s. That's right. It was fucking, it was fucking, what a time to be alive. It was fucking awesome. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Well, uh, we can wrap it up there. Anybody else have anything they want to add about literally anything in life, not just Spider-Man? Yeah, I, uh, I lost a bet that I alluded to. So let me just quickly talk about this bet. We'll wrap up this episode. And um, I'll get back to playing my PlayStation 3 when we'll all be better. Happier Some Starhawk. So I, uh, I didn't want to really gamble when I was in Vegas. I have kind of an addictive personality. I do a lot of like sports betting at home. I was like, you know what? I don't need I don't need a way to lose money faster. Like at least with like a, a sports bet, it takes three hours for a game of football to happen. So I just lose money. It takes me three hours to lose money. Um, I don't need to lose money in 30 seconds with a blackjack hand. I still did, but not as much as I was hoping I would. Or not as much as I was afraid I would. Sorry. Uh, so for Saturday, we just went bowling. And we were super lucky. We went to like the super old casino that had 70 lanes, which is the biggest bowling alley I've ever seen. Dude, that's absurd. Wow. Everything local. I think the biggest one I I think the biggest one I've seen in Maine is like 18 lanes. So 70 is a lot. And uh, it's also the place with the cheapest beer we found in Vegas, where a pitcher of Miller Lite was like 950. So we got loaded playing bowling. We played seven games of bowling back to back to back to back. I was very good, uh, right? it was awesome. It was such a I mean, it was the afternoon. We got shit face at like one o'clock in the afternoon but like it was, it was vacation it was whatever um so i make a bet with my friend this is the guy i was telling you about the guy who likes trophies and uh, he's like all right uh best out of three first game um loser has to buy a game at the winner's suggestion up to twenty dollars they have to help this person platinum it. it has to be co-op has to help them platinum it no matter what and i was like all right let's do this fucking kick his ass and then we get into like the second frame of uh, best of three. And we're like, okay, next game. Um, same thing, same exact thing. We just run it back. So I win the first two. And I'm like, wow, this guy fucking sucks at bowling. I'm amazing. He owes me $40 worth of games of like undisputed. Like you have to help me platinum. And I was like, okay, what shitty game do I want to platinum? I was like, okay, Avengers is a shitty game. I kind of want to platinum. Oh, I need him to help me. Oh, Destiny, maybe Gotham Knights. Like I'm just trying to think of like games that I've started that it, like I want to help finishing, and then we get into like the final frame where like I won the first two, but like we'd already paid for an extra game bowling, so we decided the last game is like worth a shit ton. And he is currently playing his way through Assassin's Creed Odyssey, and he fucking hates it. He hates it so bad. He's just like such an Assassin's Creed like purist. He just loves like the Ezio trilogy. He's like Brotherhood is still one of the best games I've ever played. I'm like it's weird you feel that way, but respect. I I get it. I do. And uh, the other day, I helped him get through uh, the Far Cry 6 co-op trophy, because that was all he needed for the Platinum in that, basically. And so we make a bet that the winner of that game has to 100% either Far Cry 6, in my case, or Assassin's Creed Odyssey, in his case. I make the bet because I fucking wipe the floor with this ass clown. I don't know why I said that. I really like him. He's one of my favorite people on the planet. I wiped the floor with my buddy. And I'm like, oh, great. I got this in my back pocket. I'm going to win this so easily. My knee feels like someone stepped on a grapefruit at this point after seven games of me being overweight, me chain smoking in Vegas, me drinking pitcher after pitcher like it's fucking water. I get annihilated in the last game. 
So now my penance is not only do I have to platinum Far Cry 6, I'm not allowed to platinum another game until I 100% Far Cry 6. <laughs> so I feel, I oh feel trapped because I, I told him, I told him, he like, this is the guy he was like really mad at me for like not getting a platinum last year. He's like, hey man, like it's kind of only fun caring about trophies if someone else cares about trophies. I was like, yeah, I just wasn't feeling it. And then I started getting more into them like in the past month. I was like, yeah, like I'm like a John Wick. Like I'm, yeah, I think I'm back. And then I run into this fucking roadblock and I'm like, I don't know if I'm back anymore. So like I'm playing these games on PlayStation 3 because like the trophies won't sync unless I sync with the server specifically. And I'm like, okay, well, I just got Spider-Man 2. I was like, am I allowed to platinum Spider-Man 2 at least? He's like, no, no, you have to, you have to 100% Far Cry 6. So I'm honestly thinking about taking like a day off work and just having like a three day weekend and just fucking killing myself to get this game done. So here's the thing. Just Is that so, game? Just so I can finally play something else. No, it's not good. Yeah, it's not good. <laughs> it's not good. But keep in mind, I didn't think I would lose. So at least I, I do think Assassin's Creed Odyssey is good. It's probably not good if you like the classics, but um, that's that's where I'm at. That's my unfortunate uh, gaming future. So uh, next week, I can't wait to share my latest thoughts on Far Cry 6 as we as we jump into new episodes. So I will say this, George, at least from a, a quick look on uh, Power Picks, it takes about 25 to 35 hours to platinum, which isn't too bad. But I have to 100 percent. I have to get all the DLC. Jesus Christ. Yeah, that was a bad bet. You have to do the DLC. Oh, God, man. I didn't even bet him to do all the DLC. For Assassin's Creed, isn't there like a ton of DLC for it too? There's like six or seven packs, but they're all like three to three to eight hours. So, um, yeah, I'm not I'm not looking forward to it, which is probably why I'll be playing my Switch a little bit more and uh, playing PS3 and not syncing just in case. (laughs) Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Well, Uh, that's um, that's that's all I got, baby. That's me, and I'm sticking to it. Good luck. Sorry that you are being forced to do this. uh, You know, just absolutely horrid task but i think i'm you know, like bet wisely next time tro- i think i'm i think i'm at five percent of the trophies um maybe i'll ask Yikes. him to buy avengers and since that game has been delisted and he can't do it maybe that will null and void my bet since oh, i know he idea. hates buying since i know he refuses to buy games physically that's a good idea i like that <sighs> that's all i got boys all right guys. good I, I miss you guys yes miss you too, buddy. it's good to be back in the saddle so mm-hmm. all right everybody so of course if you've gotten this far you already know how to find us but you can also find the show on social media we are at frameskip pod on pretty much everything twitter and Woo. facebook and instagram um, i am on Woo-woo. twitter at austin j Eller. do we still call it twitter yeah we do fuck okay it. yeah fuck it. uh george Thanks, is on <laughs> george is on twitter at shortbox summary and then seth is at seth the 90s kid so Go follow us all there, except for Seth. Don't follow him. Go follow me. And yeah, um, speaking of following, you can follow Coach to his local twenty-four um, hour fitness. Yes. So please do. Uh, not that he needs a spotter, because that man is just nothing but muscle and dick. <laughs> just DNM. All right. Muscle. And on that note, thanks everybody for listening. We'll be back next week. Until then, adios. Love you. Bye.